Hey y'all, good morning. It's 1.20 a.m. Tuesday, January 10th. And um, I kind of want to do a little uh, commentary on something new that I came across that seemed pretty interesting, um, specifically for the single ladies um, in, uh, in our 30s and over specifically in our 30s and over so this is a show called unlocked full episode um the show is called unlocked but obviously it's a full episode and obviously it sounds like i'm watching it on fucking youtube and i am that's where you can find it um all the single ladies season one episode one red flags so basically it's a show about um a couple different Black women, specifically Black American women, um, all different ages, again, 30s and over, um, all different ages, um, different sizes, body types, um, different skin tones, and they are obviously, I believe they're discussing the red flags as far as when they were dating different people and i guess what they can do differently uh this show is about 40 something minutes long and i decided i wanted to kind of uh, cut into something um a little different than just horror movies um i kind of wanted to do something i don't want to say spicy but more so along the lines of having a conversation about about being a single individual especially if you are over the age of 30 and how love and meeting people um has always been weird and probably will still be weird because we have a bunch of weird ass fucking people so we're hearing different stories and events and when i watch things like this i like to discuss it because there are ways to take on others information and wisdom to utilize in your everyday because duh that's what we're here for there's a red flag for a reason so let's get into it and we're just He's like grabbing me and crawling at me, and that's always kind of one of my issues because, like, I'm pretty tall and I work out, so sometimes I don't feel feminine. So, like, when a man can make me feel feminine, it's over. We're in the shower, and he's like hugging me and kissing me, and then he just goes, Will you marry me? We have been officially in a relationship for a week, and he was like, Will you marry me? And I was like, Yeah, I will. I'd be like, Okay, let's get married then. Nah. Oh my nah, motherfucker, you probably ain't serious, are ya? Please be serious, because if you ain't, I don't know why the fuck you saying it. No play with me. That sound like a hell of poly relationship if I've ever heard of it. That sound like some fucking dream come true shit. I'm being satisfied physically and mentally. 
She said it can't get no better. Need you say more? It was the full package. He was missing the maturity that I was looking for. I'm thinking he must have been younger. I just need the lesson plan. He just needs the right teacher in his life. I can make this work. You know what? He's like a puppet. Hmm. That's your first mistake. That's your first mistake. That's your first mistake. That's her first mistake. Is saying somebody is a project and looking at them like something to to do or accomplish or make better. Uh-uh, don't you ever in your fucking life look at somebody as as something to do, as a plan, as an obstacle to get over. Especially if you over 30. If you over 30 and you meeting somebody that you are uh, trying to completely change around. Been there, done that, and it just doesn't work. Not saying you can't bring each other up, but do just that. Bring each other up. Don't make an actual grown individual a project for you specifically. They are intertwined. I think that's important, like to fit with your person. That's pretty. I like that. Intertwined. I like that word. Being intertwined in love. I grew up with both of my parents until I was about the age of seven when they got divorced. They got married later in life. My mom, I think she had my oldest sister when she was like 35, 34, something like that, and had my brother when she was 39. So I grew up with older parents. I don't recall them being together romantically. I don't remember seeing them kissing. I don't remember seeing them hugging. We had our own rooms, but I distinctly remember us sleeping on the couch together, like the kids and my mom. My dad would sleep in his room. So for me, I thought that was normal. Like I thought that's just what couples do. Like they don't sleep together. I'm the oldest mm. of three girls. I was raised. So she didn't see a lot of love. They were from a whole another generation, couple generations back. I watched my dad work hard for 40 years, and that's what I looked for in a partner was somebody who worked and who was able to support a family. I had a lot of women in my family that married but ended up single. I didn't want that to be my story. I wanted to be a woman who had children and then ultimately ended up. If you hear typing, that's because I'm doing just that. I'm getting some things done as I listen and comment on what I hear. My parents will be married 40 years this month. Still very happily married. So that was my example of love growing up. My father is a Jehovah's Witness and my mother is Catholic. <laughs> Go figure how that works, but it works. My mom was always very strong-willed in the sense that she had Christmas trees every Christmas despite my father's religion still does and my dad kind of just lets her be her and, and do her thing uh, but that was always the way I was raised was just very strong uh, independence and not really budging on much <laughs> so my parents divorced when I was roughly like nine ten years old my dad was an involved dad he lived in Atlanta, my mom was in Chicago, so I would spend the school year with my mom, and then the summer and the winter break and spring break, I would go to Atlanta and hang out with my dad. So it was kind of like this Midwestern Southern Belle. Midwestern Southern Belle. I think a lot of that was because my mom's very mellow. She doesn't believe in yelling. She has only yelled at me once in my entire life. 
and that was right before my wedding because I was 100% a bridezilla, and my dad was definitely a free spirit. And I think because of marriage and a child meant that he couldn't be free anymore, he wasn't that nice. He wasn't abusive, but he was not kind in his words. Both of my parents um, in the beginning, of course, love birth. And the good and the bad, I see my dad treat my mom like a princess, a queen. And then at the end of their marriage, I see the bitter and the ugly. Your family's together, you're happy one minute, and the next minute your parents are like screaming at each other, and then the marriage is over. My parents' relationship wasn't perfect, and I thought it was. So as a young woman growing up, I was going to find a relationship that was going to be completely different and opposite of that. But when you're in so deep and you're already in love and you're wrapped around this person everything, you can't just walk away because you feel like you can change that person. My mother is extremely loving. So growing up, my mom is very touchy-feely. It kisses and hugs. My father is 15 years older than my mother from the South. Mm. Was a child of 21 children. So love to him was a bit different was many a time my dad would say what are you crying for girl and is it it's not that serious or you know shake it off kind of how i feel like boys are probably raised and thought but my mom was like oh honey so i I struggled with that um when Mm. boys would break my heart or hurt my feelings they probably got fists instead of kisses or i didn't express my emotions freely to them because i was thinking that it was weak but um, yeah my mom was just overly affectionate my dad was Was not affectionate at all never initiated affections as much it's kind of weird i guess because like i said my father was affectionate but as i've come to understand like gender roles and family dynamics and stuff like that like i guess the type of affection that he would give is not necessarily the type that a mother would give the ability to form a damn that went by too fast affectionate hold you and rock you type person he was a black man that grew up in the 50s so i never really got to experience that and my mom was around like kind of coming in and out of our life and it was never consistent communication never consistent motherly nurturing from my mom so i never got to experience that and that definitely affected like how i am in relationships I'm annoying with the affection. I am obnoxious with affection. Like sometimes I'll cry. Like I'm a big softie. Like I, I can be very aggressive. I do like to fight. But like I am I am such a I guess the best comparison would be like buttercup and cobble girl. Like I am very Yeah, like, that's me like, too. I just want to be loved on like a squishy dog toy. <laughs> And with that being said, let me get a pause. Like you were just a worker. His co-worker. Mm-hmm. If you gotta tell me that, motherfucker, that's all I need to hear. I'm trying to convince yourself that you're good, not me. 
Right, being so a business woman. Just because I have um, cooked breast does not mean I can wash dishes better than you. Ooh, or cook better than you. All the boys had to do. Because motherfucking no. Not all women like to cook. <laughs> Just do this equally. Like nobody wants to do it equally. We can do it equally, and we can be all good. Bullshit, she don't. I want a, a ring. Don't try to play me. Don't downplay it. Because once they start doing shit like that, that's a downplay. If you asking me to be your wife, why the fuck you bringing me a helmet? What am I going to do with a helmet? What the fuck is this telling me? That you think this is a joke? That's what I think. Don't, don't ask me to be your wife, but instead of giving me a proper ring, uh, you bring some type of stupid substitute and then butter it up to make it sound cute. If we grown adults, then, okay, how about you bring me the ring and the quirky helmet thing? How about you do that? But we're we're not going to sit here and play like we, we pretend in here because what you're doing is telling me that you want to keep me around until when? Because who are you keeping around with with helmets, people that's doing the same bullshit that you're doing, 
looking for their choices and options, but keeping you on the back burner with some goofy shit and not actually putting into scratch that, not access, not necessarily um, investing in that other person. Hmm. I'll say what? Excuse me. Yeah, he was definitely a piece of trash. He was trying to dangle you. Y'all were in a in a BDSM BDSM exchange. That's what y'all was in. You was the sub and he was the dom and he was he was uh, torturing you mentally and emotionally. And it said something like princess coming soon and his daughter was taxed. I remember shaking. I was livid. And I said, my gut is telling me that it's his. And I was devastated. So behind the scenes, what her guy did which was a red flag because this is the red flag show for the single ladies, black Americans specifically, but anybody can watch this and anybody can listen to this. So please do ring the alarm. He ain't got no respect for the person that gave him life. He ain't gonna look at you no better, nor he gonna look at his daughter no better. BDSM relationship to Neil. Relationship and stay in this relationship, and I allowed, allowed him to be 
an influential child. Yep. That means she don't give a fuck about you or that child. It's just a manipulation tactic. Yeah, we uh, He ate the most of it. It's not even that he's broke, it's that he's leeching. And that hopefully, and maybe the point was. Well, look, the way you was raised is not going to be able to deal with the way I was raised and how I'm working right the fuck now. You're not going to be able to abuse me and think that's cool because you was raised that way. It's time to raise yourself the correct way so you can heal and deal with that shit. Just to knock you down. Tanil, you are in a BDSM relationship. He's a sadist. He want to see you emotionally broken. So, you know, time, probably a few months, maybe two, because I didn't know how far along she was. I wake up and I'll go to bed at home, probably around 8 a.m., and he was gone. So I'm texting him. Baby's been born. No response. And I'm calling him. Mm. No response. And I'm checking his Instagram. Mm. Two in the afternoon. He sends me a text of him holding a baby. And that was how I found out that he found out it was his. And I was devastated. You I knew it was his, spent though. the last few months believing, you know, that it wasn't his, because that's what he convinced me, and he promised that that wasn't his. You, he and knew so that. You I knew thought, that, okay, though. You knew on. it was his. And then I get a text, and it's a photo of him and this baby that isn't ours. So I call friends, and I told them I want to get blacked out drunk, that I remember nothing. And I had broke. Probably 6 or 7 p.m. He came and picked me up, and I remember we got in a pretty bad fight. And I kept thinking I was so in love with this man, I was going to try to make it work. And then the, night the thing with her situation, <laughs> the, the thing with her situation is she literally kind of begged this man and chased this man to be with her. 
after he was like, no, no, thank you. So it's kind of like with that being said, he really didn't necessarily want the relationship to begin with. But she kind of wore him down in wanting to be in it. And so now he's in it, but just part time. And since it's part time, he's got other things going on on the side that, you know, is what he had going on prior to you continuously begging him, which sucks. You know, it's, uh, it's very tricky, love. <laughs> joke about that I was living with two different people and I would say he had like a 2.0 version and his regular version was attentive, nice, kind, whatever and then his 2.0 version was distant, barely spoke to me, everything about me was a chore. I became basically the help. I was the activities director, the cook, the house cleaner. I was still working a full-time job. Mm. It was more like a silent business partner. Intimacy was gone mm. out the door. And this man said to me, your sexual needs will never be of my concern. It sounds like he was... Did you feel it? It sounds like he was kind of tired of being used sexually because from what I got from her story was that it was based around sex is why they maybe maybe their relationship was just strictly based around sex and maybe um intellectual conversations or something it wasn't necessarily based on always being around each other um i don't know it seems like he just got tired of maybe being used in that way end of the road he had a daughter when I met him. His story was the mother and he didn't have a relationship. She just got pregnant. There was a pregnancy that I had. And um, I wanted this pregnancy. And I remember sitting on the lawn in my mom's, in front of my mom's house with him. And he told me out of his mouth, the mother of his child's name is Mary. He told me, do you want me to treat you how I treat Mary? Mm. He was telling me that's exactly what I was going to get. The pregnancy did not um, come to. That was a decision that I made because I think that was the only smart decision that I could say. Yeah, you I don't want to be tied to him. His baby's mother started making our lives Casey. Uh, so I got tired of her calling um, and using the baby as an excuse. And yeah. as much as I was the, the only reason why you should probably even have the baby, to be quite frank. I said frere. I would tell him, you know, tell her she's the And he wouldn't tell her. Tell her, you're you're a great father and you work. She wasn't even working at the time. Fight, fight for custody, fight for what your rights are. He wouldn't fight. His mom um, had choice words about me and our relationship. And he wouldn't tell his family that we were living together and we were in a whole relationship. Uh, I remember telling him I wasn't ready to meet the baby. 
and I was working at the time, and I remember he showed up. Elvis showed up to my job with the baby, and I opened the door and saw him holding this baby after I told him I was not emotionally ready to meet this child. It was like he was going to force everything on me for me to fit into this lifestyle and this choice that like I didn't choose. And I remember sending another voice uh, telling him to please leave. Honestly, you kind of did choose it again when you continuously asked him to date you. Now, I'm not 100% sure if he was actively married, but I, I guess he was actively married the whole time. Y'all were in a relationship. He was just living a separate life with you and then a separate one with his wife. So, um... I don't know. If you're still in this thing, then yeah, he's going to force you to do whatever it is he's going to force you to do because at this point, you've accepted everything. You've accepted every single thing he's put on the table. So basically how he's looking at it is it's only right for him to put more on the table for you to accept. I'm home later that night. I, I, I said, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. He said, your sexual needs will never be of my concern. Well, that's a hint and a half that I don't, I think we might need to go to therapy, sir. But we did go to therapy. And you want to know what he did at therapy? He refused to speak. Mm. So he agreed to go, but I forgot to ask the question, are you going to participate? Oh, he's a big ass child. Yeah. We tried three different therapists. The only time that therapy was actually like productive was in group therapy. But in group therapy, all we did was go home and talk about what everybody else talked about and their issues. Right. Those red flags were now full on blankets, <laughs> tapestries, and bed spreads. It was. It yeah. was time to get out. What kept me going back? Y'all shouldn't even went to the therapy because like, like, he didn't want that. Like he's gonna see that I love him. He's going to see that this relationship is not like any others that he's been in. And then that'll be it. That's going to be the end all. That's going to fix it. And it never did. Mm. I just that built that person that I feel like, no, I'm different. I can fix this person. I'm different. Yeah. If I can break down this little piece of wall that they have, I can, they can see. They can see that it'll be better. But he never seen that. And I was nev never able to change him. But for some he reason, wasn't ready to be changed. Up, it just wasn't going to happen for him. I woke up and I said, this is not healthy. No. This is not healthy. I'm not sleeping. I'm not eating. I'm losing weight. And I just decided, done. And w once I said that, he didn't move me, of course. And then I really was like, no, I'm done. Done, done. Don't even so tell him. Like, just okay, dip off. So he left me alone. And then peace came over me. I think it was mm -hmm. just something on the inside that really clicked. I think it was God, to tell you the truth. God it was just you having your peace. Was he was no literally yo-yoing your ass. Was no, back and forth, this back and forth. Changing. This relationship wasn't changing. And so we yeah, ended up been separating there. and we never got back together after that. And again, that's regrets. That's regrets that I have in my heart forever. Because I don't know if this shaped my son. I don't know if this affected his mentality of how he's going to treat women in the future. Mm -hmm. I don't know what kind of effect this had. So those are things that I carry in my heart forever. Yeah. I was the one that asked for the divorce. And that moment is seared into my memory. 
a women. I said a woman. Women initiate 94% of divorces. Tell someone. That's it. That's it. I no longer love you. I'm no longer invested in this. Yeah. Uh, at one point, my sister-in-law, my ex-sister-in-law, we both married brothers. She moved in after her divorce. And she whispered to me one day, she said, does he ever feel like you're talking to somebody different? And then it clicked. I was like, I'm not the only one. Something that I used to joke about now felt like, oh my God, somebody else sees it. They actually see that I'm like dealing with two different people. The oh. one moment where I had it confirmed, right when we were legally separated. Uh, Super he was downstairs in the guest bedroom. And I went downstairs and I was like, hey, can you give me the divorce papers? I need to take those over to um, the attorney. And he looked at me and he said, what divorce? Mm. I'm sorry, I said, what, what do you mean, what divorce? And he's dead in my face. What divorce? That's scary. Okay, close that sit with me. Can you give me the divorce papers? And he slammed his hand down and he said, I don't care how many effing times you ask me, I don't know what the F you're talking about. And he just started yelling and I was like, Yeah. That's I don't know what's happening right now. I don't I don't know what's happening. And he closed mm -hmm. his eyes, rolled his shoulders back. Hey Kim, what's up? Oh, so he's literally uh, split personality. What's up? Literally. I'm here for the divorce papers. Oh, yeah, sure. They're right over here. Oh. What? I watched him change into someone else or back to himself, whichever is the original. Person. He definitely needs some help because I thought she was just saying he's more so like a moody man. One second he's you know, cool in the next set, second he's bitching or something. Or I guess that would be a woman, but men bitch and complain about shit too. But no, he literally has um, uh, bipolar. I don't know the the term because I but bipolar is different from um, dissociate dissociative identity disorder disorder. I can't. I'm fucking like. Slurring my words like I've been drinking fucking whiskey, y'all. And I ain't drink not nana, not nana. <laughs> uh, yeah, but most definitely, uh, no. He needs to get out of the relationship and he needs to get himself some help because he's, he's dealing with his demons and his demon is literally, um, starting to present itself. In a more physical way. It's taking over the body. Yeah, baby. Get him some help. Get him some medicine. Get him some something. And now... I feel like I do have closure. I don't... Truthfully, I don't think about him Casey. Ever. Some people will bring him up. There was a lot of good times. I've never dated somebody that was also like my best friend, you know, that I did everything with that I never got tired of. And so I think that there are certain 
qualities in him that I really admired and really appreciated. And on the flip side, obviously qualities that I could never tolerate. I wonder if I stayed too long. Rock, see? Again, these Rada ladies in this documentary right now, in this episode of season one. You don't realize the trauma that you've encountered. Kimberly. Years later, sometimes. When we would go through a drive through he would yell, hurry up and get what you're going to get. So I would get this anxiety in a drive-thru of all things. Mm -hmm. Those are the moments that you don't even know exist. Mm -hmm. And something as simple as ordering an Impossible Burger <laughs> turned into this whole therapy session yeah. of realization of verbal abuse that you survive. Yeah. Now I'm crying. I don't want to cry. <laughs> You have to go to counseling. You have to put yourself to somebody to tell you the other parts that you don't want to hear about yourself. I had to learn that I wasn't perfect. Why are you picking these relationships? Mm -hmm. Probably steps from my dad and my mom's relationship. That's one thing I had to learn counseling. I yeah. study um, attachment theory, and I've come to figure out that I have what's called a disorganized attachment. I, like I, I want intimacy, but I don't. And I want it when I want it. And then I don't want it, and um, yeah. I'm learning how to communicate that a little bit better, but it's still hard to know when I want it and when I don't want it, if that makes sense. I don't know if I'm a hopeless romantic, but I'm optimistic. I don't hold anybody accountable for my past relationships or my past mistakes. I think I'm much more cautious and aware now, but I seem to attract men that like the idea of me, but never want to actually put a ring on it or commit. So, mm. thank you. mean something a real ass the doll ass relationship love lessons I wish I could talk to the 21-year-old me. Really, the 19-year-old me. That's very true. 
there truly is somebody for everybody, right? Don't dumb yourself down or dim your light to make somebody else like you. Mm -hmm. I'm extremely aggressive and assertive and I love myself and a strong man that is confident is gonna love that too. within himself is going to appreciate that one day. Compromising is important, but make sure that you are true to yourself and somebody's going to love you exactly the way you are. Exactly, because if you compromise too much to the point where you're not who you are and you got to switch it up every time your partner come around, you know how unfucking comfortable that's going to be in the relationship and you? It's too much. There's too much anxiety on, okay, I got to do this, I got to do that. At the end of the day, what I've realized is either they're going to like you or they're not. Even if you pretend to choose something else, there's still chances that they're not going to like you. And you fucked around and had so much anxiety and just not being yourself. And you want to be something that didn't even correlate to who you are. And now, you know, you could be stuck in some shit that you don't want to be stuck in because you pretended to be somebody that you're not. (sighs) I think it all boils down to how we treat ourselves personally and what we've seen growing up and how we can go forth in treating others specifically in love relationships. We can't necessarily go off of what our parents did, you know, because we're living in a different time, a a different era, and, and we know things like love languages exist. So we can't look at how others in our past loved us or we loved them or parents did this, that, and the third. Because at the end of the day, when we are grown up, we grown. And we got to take accountability for, okay, I was I was done this way, done that way. But what can I change about myself so I can attract better things to me? What kind of boundaries do I need to, to keep in place so I can have this type of people and not this type of person? How can I make my love life better? Learn to love myself and put myself first. And thinking I, I don't have to necessarily please every uh, every person that comes my way. Because that's taken from myself and putting into them. Be yourself. Be your true authentic self. If you goofy, be goofy. If you awkward, be awkward. I mean, eventually that awkwardness, that goofiness, whatever it is that makes you you, um, it'll be mixed in. It'll be more relaxed when you get, when you find yourself around people that are, um, I don't want to say accommodating because that's not it, but Basically, a try. When you find people who are like-minded, who are like you, you won't be—you won't even be worried about how silly you are, or how this you are, or how that you are. Why? Because you're with people who are just, just as free as to be themselves as you are. So, um, watch for the red flags and actually take them for what it is. And I have a hard time doing this myself. Um, if it's a lot of red flags, if it's like just 
shit that just makes you have to be like, I felt really bad after that encounter, then I would say just let it go. Let it go. Because at the end of the day, um, you don't want to sacrifice yourself for a possibility to be with someone else. Um, or to make someone like you. You know? Um, and we're not looking to be desperate. We're not desperate women. Black women, we are not desperate women, and we are not necessarily wanting to be lied to. I don't think any woman wants to be lied to. A lot of the times, women will accept what's going on and will be less uh, mad when you just open up about what's going on in your head and how you feel and what you want to do versus just you going off and doing some shit without... Speaking up, loving yourself and communication when you finally do get into these relationships. Be very open-minded, be very open to speak, and um, have a better understanding of yourself so you can have a better understanding of others. So, I hope you enjoyed this, because I enjoyed that, and I'll see y'all later.